BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 159 of star wars and scotch it's tim it's kevin and we're here on this wednesday morning in what was cold florida and is now sunny florida again it's now summer again. It was quick. <laughs> I put my hoodie. On, I put my hoodie on to go out to the gym, and I walk outside, and I was like, mm, "Taking this Didn't off." Need Didn't need it. It was gross. Yeah. So back to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna let you guys know that we are no longer to be covering Star Wars. We are now only gonna be covering Pow World. Oh, is that it? Uh, so welcome to Pow World and Scotch. Um, are we talking about? Is it? Are you that obsessed with it? <laughs> no, I'm not that obsessed with it. But man, it's a good game. It just so it good. seems like adult Pokemon. That's what I'm gathering. It is adult Pokemon. That's exactly what With it some is. It's really, really dark themes in it. It's really dark. Yeah, it's dark. You're not supposed to be in here anymore. <laughs> My daughter decided for oh, the audio Juliet. listeners to come in. Bye, Jules. Bye, Poof. Bye. <laughs> Bye. There's my whole family. Now you've seen them. Well, missing well, two. Yeah, almost all of them. Missing. missing but you got two. the dog. That reminded me yeah. of the 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 CNN uh, video where the woman dove when the guy was doing the interview because the children came into because the, the baby because <laughs> the baby's come yeah and he's like he's like talking on like the BBC or whatever that was a great moment though because it was like everyone's like yeah normalize parents was, being parents stop and it was peak COVID yep. too like that was the best part is like everyone was like locked down everyone's stuck in their house they're still trying to do their job they're stuck with their kids it's like what did you expect them to and, do uh huh yeah. Anyways, but uh, so, no, I'm just kidding. We're not switching to Power World content on the on the on the podcast. I'm just been playing a lot of it. It's very fun. I was trying to think of a enjoyable. spirit that starts with P that we could rename it, but I couldn't think of like Pal World and Peach Schnapps. I don't know. It's what it is. That sounds gross. <laughs> not gonna lie, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, it. it I mean. I was never a Pokemon person, so it doesn't appeal to me. But the, the memes and the things that all of you are like. And watching you all, it's pretty funny. It, it, again, it just seems very dark, like under the surface. That game. There's nothing beats a musket in your hand and shooting a, a fluffy little sheep lamb ball 
because he's level 18 and you need to capture him. So <laughs> I heard just top, you know, you just, and the, it's cool. Like the musket, you like, you put the wad down there, you put the, you watch him do the whole thing and he shoots. It takes forever to reload. It's great. I heard, it's super I heard fun. Jen lasted one minute in the game and then that was it. I called it. I immediately, I said, once we got in there, I was and I killed the lamb ball for the first time. I was like, Jen won't be able to do this. <laughs> Ben spent, Broman spent 30 minutes trying to get her into the server because at that time we were having some mm -hmm. huge issues with Power World and trying to get people into, into servers and stuff. He spent 30 minutes with her trying to get her into the server. She spent five minutes <laughs> playing the game and then peaced out because she couldn't kill the fluffy, cute animal. And the best part is, is chat was like, you do understand that she slaughtered a bunch of animals and... In New World, right? And I was like, I mean, these aren't as cute. You know, New World sheep, they just look like sheep. Fluffy balls of cotton with eyeballs, much more adorable. Did she cry too? Because that would be... I'm sure she yeah. did. I, would, I wouldn't... I would Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the most most famous moment of, of Jen crying is this, the moment Tim leaked to her that the younglings die in episode two. <laughs> they die? <laughs> I will never, ever ever be able to beat that I, moment. I mean, that's peak. That was peak. Just breaking, breaking <laughs> Jen's wall down of not knowing what happened to the younglings in Star Wars was by far one of my favorite moments as a content creator in Star Just Wars. Just to now. hear her voice and the way it started shaking and like, like, they die, Tim. <laughs> and you're just laughing. I I lost it. Ugh. Oh my god! We're just yeah. You know what? It's just never a dull. Never moment. a dull moment. But for your dull moments, dull make sure you're drinking King's Coast coffee. True, because they'll undull your moments. I have winter waves this morning. I'm drinking a quadruple shot of Kuntash. Ooh, that's you're gonna be flying in like 15 minutes. Good for you. I saw it's the old, so I saw a guy on TikTok who he's a truck driver. Dropped a load off at my. He's a, he dropped a load off in Miami, and one of the one of the dock workers came up to him, didn't speak English, but he was like a Cubano, cafe, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll have some Cuban coffee." And he was like, "I've never had it before. Why oh, not?" And he he was, and he's like, "They gave it to me in this tiny little paper cup, and I didn't think much of it, so I just threw it back, and now my heart is palpitating." Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like damn, the I was like, "I wish I got, I wish I had that kind of relationship with with caffeine, where I was like, man, it gives me a little woo, my, uh, you know." And I'm just like, "I need it now, or I can't move." My wife's family is Arabic, and uh, mm -hmm. the I was when I was dating her, I was at one of the aunt's houses, and they were like, "Oh, we have to give you some uh, uh, Arabic coffee." Do they do it in the uh -huh. sand? Oh, that's so sick. They did it in the sand, the whole thing. And then they take the grinds and they read your fortune. That's the other thing they do. But um That's cool. Yeah, it's it's a whole traditional thing. But I didn't realize I love I love the spiritual connection with coffee. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very amusing, except the amount of caffeine in it. And I had it at like four PM after dinner or late lunch. Oh, you didn't sleep. No, two thirty in the morning I was laying in bed next to her and I'm like <sighs> And she's like, are you okay? I was like, oh, this caffeine's just coursing through my body right now. <laughs> Leave it to watch some TV. But anyway, back to King's Coast. <laughs> Kingscoastcoffee.com. Make sure you get yours. Winter Waves is out. Uh, maybe you'll get one of uh, our flash sales. We've been doing a few of those in the beginning of the new year. Um, and you can stock up on your coffee and uh, uh, shake up the way you wake up, if you will. What was the one? I just did a deck yesterday. I can't remember which one we changed the slogan. But uh, kingscoastcoffee.com, Winter Waves is out. 
uh gcx tickets uh mindy and i were in a meeting yesterday talking about the beginning of the marketing cycle starting next month for gcx uh i've had many meetings for gcx this week about content about floor about all of that stuff we have some exciting stuff the cool thing about this year is it's going to be events and things happening along the way that are leading up to gcx it's going to be stuff online it's going to be stuff on per in person um and uh, there's lots of opportunities there to get involved, do things, help out St. Jude, all sorts of fun stuff. So make sure you're paying attention. I want to tell them all the things. <laughs> Don't tell them all the things. Because the thing. Kevin, there's so many cool things for St. Jude. I'm so excited. The thing from yesterday is good, that's going to blow everyone's mind. Oh, man. I can't wait to tell everybody about <laughs> that. Uh, but uh, make sure you're, you're plugged into GCXevent.com, uh, GCX on all socials. Get your tickets to GCX. Hotel room block. I sent an email yesterday uh, asking for permission to put the block up. So hopefully we get that hotel room block up in sometime in February. Um, solidifying after party for this year. There's so many exciting. I almost slipped the other day on stream and said where the after party was, but I I caught myself. So just uh, lots of fun stuff coming up for GCX event dot com. Get your tickets. A.S.A.P. Tim. Next, mm, I can't believe we're talking about GCX. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, seven. I know it's right around the corner. Seven, I know. Eight months away. Shut up! Shut up, Kevin. Um, um, okay. um, right. um, Star Wars. No, not yet. Because next Friday, mm. if you want to, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, or you can get oh, to the yeah. Tampa Bay area, uh, and you want to hang out with us, and uh, hold on, wait, I got this one. <clears throat> you you did the last couple of ones. Go for <clears throat> it. I got this one. Do you guys like Magic the Gathering? Yes. Do you enjoy do you do you enjoy speakeasies with a spooky we theme? We the venue. <laughs> what? When did that happen? <laughs> Yesterday or two days ago. <laughs> you know what, Kevin? You got this one. It's all you, bud. We had to move the venue because of uh, um, there was a. Oh, I got I got to change so many things. I've got a command that runs every ten minutes advertising. We moved the venue Ooh. because uh, there's issues in in Ebor right now. So uh, Sam and Chris and Mindy decided it was best because people uh, from their local nerd brew community were uh, had issues with not going to get into it. Also, f- for those that love magic, uh, we'll be hosting uh, an awesome pre-release event for the murders at Karlov Manor. So if you guys love magic, the gathering, you love getting dressed up in like uh, in doctor or in uh, in clue style. If you want to look like uh, uh Notable characters from Clue. Uh, uh, yes, uh, um, I'm brain farting. Who is in Clue? Colonel Kevin? Mustard. Who's that, the, no, you're giving me the characters. Actor. Um, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Tim Curry. Uh, Tim Curry's in. If you want to dress up like Tim Curry from Clue, you can. Michael do McKean, that. Christopher Lloyd, Martin Mull, Eileen Brennan. There it is. So, th- so remember, Murders at Karlov is all about like Scooby Doo, Clue. Can't officially say any of that. Hashtag MTG Partner. But if you want to come join us, head on over to one. Uh, you can head on over to the GCX Twitter. You can head on over to my Twitter. You can. We don't have an official landing page for this, Kevin. But we'll be over at the One Up. We'll be over in One Up in Carrollwood. So if you want to come hang out with us, we'll be there. Uh, if you head on over to the, it's on GCX. How do they just GCX? Is it's it on pinned the, on the GCX Twitter. Yeah, head on over to the GCX Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash GCX events. Event. Yes, and you can get your. Really should have made a landing. Should have made a landing page. Yes, they should have. Next time. Next time. This is not my event. I just want to say. <laughs> I know. We're we're learning baby steps. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it is, it's the pinned tweet on the GCX Twitter, so don't worry about that. Uh, I'll have a landing page for the next one because if this goes well, we're going to do it more often. But if you want to hang out with me, Tim, Pool Shark, Ben, and the Rare Drop crew and the Nerd Brew crew, come on out. It'll be a good time. Plus, even if you don't want to do that, and maybe maybe you're not the biggest Magic fan and you just kind of casually want to hang out, I still think you should get the base ticket and come because it's an arcade. It's got all sorts of fun stuff and axe throwing and axe throwing food and booze and all sorts of good. We times. also have a we have a digital ticket too. So if you want to get your pre release box and uh, you want to get all that sent to you, we're gonna we're gonna have a bunch of other things as well. Playmat dice. There's a bunch of things that we'll also send to you included with the virtual ticket. Yep. Um, so they'll be shipped off, and then you can come hang out with us on stream. We'll be streaming this live on Twitch, probably across other channels as well, on YouTube and on TikTok as well. <coughs> um, so stay tuned. Stay tuned to our socials, uh, especially if you're a big Magic the Gathering fan. And if you're not a big Magic the Gathering fan and you just want to come hang out, watch us sling some spells, play some video games, have a great night. It's catered. Uh, we're going to have everything covered in the tickets. And even if you don't want to pay for the ticket, just come ha- hang out and, ha- and have a good time. So head on over to uh, One Up in Carrollwood on February the 2nd, starting at 6? Six? 6 or 7. 7? 6 or 7? Somewhere around there. Dinner time. All right. So come cool. hang out. Come hang out. Sick. Uh, all righty. Let's dive into it. We're going to get to the Bad Batch trailer uh, towards the end of the episode. But Tim and I wanted to start with... The book world of Star Wars. I finally was able to wrap up Eye of Darkness. I know it's been a while for Tim, but um, interesting flow ending there. Lots of things to look at. And then Tim and I started Dark Disciple, uh, which is an older book. It's from 2015. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to cover this book in particular is because of the big announcement that we got which was Bad Batch season three. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just prefacing that as to if people are like, why are they going back and reading this book? Well, it's because I never read it. I didn't realize it was canon. And come to find out, these are untold stories that Dave Filoni wrote for episodes of Clone Wars, which were then all which were then novelized and turned into a cohesive story, which involves Asajj Ventress, which is really, really cool, which really surprised me. Um, but anyways, we'll, we'll talk more about that a little bit later, but just one of the cool things about that is just, that was a big reason why I picked that out is I saw people talking on Twitter the other night, uh, once the, once the trailer dropped and they were all bringing up, uh, the dark disciple and, uh, um, uh, a Sawyer, one of our buddy Sawyer, she was like, you know, this is a great book. It's just not accessible for a lot of people. It's an older tone. You know, it's not really for kids. I was like, Ooh, that's right up my alley. Let's go take a look. So, you know, even if they do end up, ex- they, they give the Ventress story or they give this story that Dave wrote for the episodes and they, they give it a more lighter tone in the show, I'm still very, very much so excited to experience whatever it is in the book if it's going to be a lot darker. Because Ventress goes through some stuff, dude. Yes, yeah, she does. She, uh, she's, a, she's an interesting character uh, with a, uh, a fun journey ahead, ahead of her in season three. Now, my question yeah. would be, I haven't read the book. So I don't know the full story, yeah. but will this be the end of Ventress then in Bad Batch season three? Since we thought we already got it, I don't know. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get the Ventress that falls in love with whoever that is, with her 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 lover, and then she dies. Um, I think we're gonna get Ventress's death. I think this is how we close up Ventress's story. Okay. Is going to be done in bad, bad. But the more and more I think about this, the more that like when I sh- I showed you the picture, we'll talk about the the picture a little bit later. But when I sent that, I was thinking, I was like, maybe this is maybe season three is what all of 
Bad Batch was leading up to. Like, maybe this is why the Bad Batch was created. This, this story was created to tell that story. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? There's a, we've always talked, we've talked about this a lot, that there are a lot of, there's a lot of open slots in the Star Wars storytelling to, like, for us to fill in the gaps. Like, we have to do that. And it's really nice to have the, the actual Star Wars people, the writers, the, the, the producers, all these, make these stories for us to really fill in these gaps. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited. Very, very excited to, to read this book. Yeah, it's starting off good. I'm about an hour and a half in-ish, and it's just laying the groundwork for why they... Where, where do we pick up? Uh, it's probably... Um, trying to think in Clone Wars. It's got to be after all the Dathomir Nightsister stuff, so maybe season five... Oh, so this isn't after Order 66. This is before. Oh, yeah. No, this is before because Jedi Order is in tech. It's Yoda and Yoda is sending Quinlan out. So without... Oh, you must... Okay. So, okay. But hold on a second. How does that work, though? In the... Okay. So where you're picking up in the book, I wonder if there is like a fast forward. I wonder if they're catching you up to then take you forward. Again, I don't know because it's 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 the council meeting, not even the count. I think it is the council meeting, and basically Mace convinces them that to save millions of lives, we have to kill Count Dooku. And right. then Yoda's solution is, well, we can send Quinlan out because he's nuts. Uh, and you know, and there, and then Anakin's like, I'll go too. And Yoda's like, not the best idea. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. They turn Quinlan into an assassin? They're going to. Like, that's the whole vote in the beginning. It's This is in the first, like, hour of the book, so I'm not ruining anything. They're they're yeah, discussing yeah, yeah. sacrificing one of their values and morals to save millions of lives. Like, Mace's whole case you, is basically, like, this is a dark thing that we have to do to save other people. Do you think this will explain what happens to Quinlan and will set us up for what happens with Obi-Wan in the past? Probably... Mm, because the whole point of this book is obviously this is we're going to get Asajj's death. This is the book she dies in. Sure. Uh, and then this is Quinlan's fake fall to the dark side. He doesn't actually fall. He's oh. just convincing her. And they're already laying the groundwork for that because he's talking to Obi-Wan right where I left off. And Obi-Wan's basically saying, like, you have to appeal to her will to dominate and all this stuff. Like, he's teaching her how to yeah, sucker but, her in. But then we pick up. But in the. Oh, that's so interesting. So interesting. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting I'm, journey. I'm very excited for this book because I want to know what ha- I want to know where they take you. Where as in time? Where in time do they take you? Yeah, I mean it 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 definitely is later in the Clone Wars series. Um and it explains I think someone said there's a line somewhere in Clone Wars where they explain Quinlan's Quinlan's off on a on a very important mission or something like that. So it must be this mission. Oh, really? Yeah, somebody says oh, it in passing or something like that. So but then they don't. Then no one ever knows what happens to him. So like that's he's the whole thing. He's still like when alive. Obi Wan. So he's still alive. Yeah, because Obi Wan's like Quinlan was here. Like he like he mentions him. Like there's there's. Oh man, I want to know what Dave is doing, dude. <laughs> so we could very much see um, his him again in Bad Batch season three. That's a complete possibility. Oh no, we are definitely going to see him. Isn't he in the trailer? Is he? I didn't see him in the trailer. I haven't. Se- I haven't watched the trailer yet. Well, we're. I kind of want to watch the trailer. Is it okay if I watch the trailer? We're going to watch the trailer. Before we watch the trailer, though, let's do Eye of Darkness, break, and then you can watch the trailer. All right. Okay. okay. I don't want to do that. Okay. The one thing I do want, the one thing that I do want to bring up, though, um, and, and just, and it correlates with the book, um, I sent this to Kevin 
last night, but in tw- in uh, January mm. of 2020, uh, a uh, a young woman uh, tweeted um, some pictures and said um, the news was broken to me that I will like the the art that I drew for this book will not be published. So instead, I would like to share it with all of you. And the pictures that she drew are the exact character representations of Ventress and Quinlan that we see in shots of Bad Batch Season 3. And I think that was a beautiful homage to this artist that seemed to have poured a lot of time and effort into the designing of these characters and the the reception of, of that artwork by the Star Wars fan base was huge at that time. I went back and read through the comments and it was all nothing but just positivity. Um, I had some, like people found that tweet. Um, who was I following? I was I follow a, a few Star Wars creators and someone retweeted that exact tweet and, and then people were currently talking about it again too. So I just thought that was really cool that like that hard work was not, let it wasn't let go it's a really kept it. really cool image i love and you see ventress's lightsaber this yellow blade that she has in the trailer um her hair's done the exact same way i mean like they literally just they they did they 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 brought that ventress to life and i thought that was beautiful for her uh the artist who who put a lot of time and effort into that yeah so very very validation cool. of your work uh most definitely. And for it to come four years later is, is pretty wild, but pretty cool. Yeah, could you imagine that? Like in your mind, like this thing's done and you're never it's never gonna see the light of day, then boom. It gets to be on a on a massive show. That's so cool. All right, drop that in for Iraq. So uh if you're watching on TikTok or something like that, we'll have the image uh put into the show for you. Before we dive into the break and dive right. into the trailer, I wanna touch on Eye of Darkness, the latest yes. um uh, High Republic book. Uh, it was a good book. I, I it was a very good book. Mar- it was well Markeon holds the higher public together. I'm going to say it out loud. I don't care if it's a oh, hot take. Yes, Markeon is the reason the High Republic is interesting, which is shocking because when I first saw the Nihil, I was like, "All right, Mad Max, space, Star Wars, whatever." They seem like another villain. Mm. The villains that they have introduced in High Republic between the Drengear and the Nihil are driving the High Republic, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and I feel like that's always been Star Wars like theme, though, is that the bad guys always carry the franchise. Like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's use Sith for example. Darth Vader, Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Darth Maul, I still believe, is the most iconic bad guy from the Star Wars universe, alongside Darth Vader. Darth Vader and Darth Maul carry the prequel in the original trilogy even the until the very even end. the the smaller stuff though look at high republic whose face do you see everywhere oh darth yeah malgus yep. uh, old republic not high republic darth malgus i know what you mean um there's just like the the, the sit the bat like you are the bad guy I, I, in knights of the old republic yeah, most definitely. And, and people love that power fantasy. Like, it's a power fantasy. It is It is the... Star Wars allows you to live out the life that you definitely would not lead. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's escapism. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the thing that you always want to have. But you know that you can't have it. You know you can't do that. That's bad. But you find it so interesting. And that's what I think Star Wars does so well, is that they aren't... Like, okay, so stormtroopers and stuff, like, they just show up and they die. But for the most part, like the iconic bad guys, for the most part, like Darth Maul in episode one, like he gets shit on real quick. But him coming back 
and all the way through Clone Wars and all that stuff, his journey through Rebels, like still, I think personally, most iconic bad guy in Star Wars because of his journey. And, and even, even when his little part in episode one still made him one of the most interesting bad guys because you gave it the first guy who had a staff lightsaber. Yep. Never saw a double bladed lightsaber before. What the hell is that? Mm-hmm. So they know how to make bad guys interesting. You fall in love with them because they they allow you to fantasize of like, man, what would it be like to be Darth Maul just for a minute? It, you know, like, what would it be like to be Darth Vader and just not give a fucking force choke everybody because he pissed you off? You know, it's just like Mar- it's cool. Markian is like the kid that was bullied. Oh, yeah. Who now is in complete power and getting he went to the gym. He went to the mm-hmm. gym. Markian you know, he's that kid that... He sits in the he sits on the bench and he has a hoodie on and he's just he's quiet and he just bounces his head and you're like that kid just he's either got broken up with or he got stuffed in a locker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's Markion. <laughs> and he's it's taking Markeon. it out on the entire universe now. But uh, you know, the whole the whole I thought they were gonna solve the storm well storm wall problem by the end of the book. And I'm mm-hmm. happy they did it, and I'm happy it's not a planet destroying super weapon this time. <laughs> No, I love this idea of this impenetrable wall that just engulfs space. Mm-hmm. It's just like it just and it eats up planets. And it's it, it is I I love the way that Markion goes about with like his propaganda and all that stuff, because it's 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 the perfect bad guy of he's not entirely wrong. But then you see his actions and you're like, you're starving people. You're 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 a bully. Like, you know, there's every there's so many things that are wrong about you. But at the same time, he makes some really good mm-hmm. points. He does. And I hate that. And I love it at the same time, because every bad guy that I've I've come up against in a video game or in a movie or anything else. Thanos, for example, every time I go back to Thanos, I'm like. Big purple guy, just he was he was right. He was right the whole time. You know, and everyone's like, what do you mean? He's right. It's genocide. And I'm like, I get it. But I understand from his point of view what was going on, and that's the best bad guy. The be- we've done, we've talked about it Joker. before. Bad guys that make you question your own morality are the best bad guys of all time because most definitely, when you see yourself in there, it scares you because yeah. the chaos, the death, all of the terrible things they do, and you're like, oh my uh-huh. god, but I agreed with what he said there, and that's what bothers yeah. you, and that's what makes you yeah. think, and that's what makes an amazing. Even Bane in The Dark Knight Returns oh, arises. Shit. He was a great, a great bad guy. He was ama- because everything he said was true. Everything he said yeah. about the society, everything he said about the way people act and the, would react. Joker, same way. Even in the new, uh, the the Batman, the Riddler. Everything mm-hmm. he says is true. Not everything, but most of the things he says is true. So Markion, same thing. He's not wrong. He's not wrong about what he says about the Jedi. He's not wrong what he says about the Republic. Now, we as the reader know what's going to happen in the long run. Yes, the Jedi and the Republic oh, sure, most will bite, bite themselves in the ass because they're high and mighty and pious and all this stuff. Yep. Now, it did show you, though, that his propaganda machine that he's running... He's just as guilty as they are with subverting the masses and trying to convince them that he's the good guy. Most definitely. So even in that manner, he's still showcasing, yeah, I'm the bad guy and I'm lying to everybody. But a lot of the other stuff he says about the Republic, especially what he says about the Jedi, uh, he's he's been right every single time. I think that's why Marta Rowe was far more successful in, in winning over the public because she never, she never used a heavy hand. No. 
she was very light. She was very loving. You know, it was it was it was a cult. Mm-hmm. She made a cult. Yep. Marcion, on the other hand, made a war machine. Marta, Marta inherits a cult. You didn't read those books, but she essentially inherits a cult. But the way she runs sure, the cult yeah, but she, is different. She runs, she runs a cult versus Marcion runs a war machine, and but he disguises the war machine as salvation. Yes. And that's the scary part. But you're also seeing the and, cracks because we keep seeing Nihil yes. that don't want to go along with what he's doing, but... He does have this tight vice grip on them, but as you know, history has shown us, the tighter you squeeze, the more resistance is going to rise up against you. I, I don't understand his constant want for border control, too. Like, the constant grab at free space seems a little much for me in the sense of, like, trying to think of from a strategic standpoint of what they're going to do with the Nihil. Like, you are, you are setting yourself up for failure, so I think that's why they're doing this, to your point of the cracks, as he continues to expand the storm wall, he he gains more 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 territories to control. He has more space to control, which at the same time means that he's going to run out. He's going to have to recruit more people. That's more managing. That's more people under him that are going to get frustrated, and you're going to have rebellion. And it happens every time. Every time you're going to you are like he is he is creating the perfect system for a rebellion. And so I would assume that's what the next the next book will end up being kind of like what you saw with um uh who was the who was the the badass Twi'lek um Load and Greatstorm? No, no. Oh, no. Lorna the, D. The, the, the Nihil. Lorna D, same idea, right? Like she essentially just ends up turning on Markion because of how he treated them. So I think you're going to you're going to end up with that same problem again. Whereas higher ups are going to flip and that's what he was trying to not do. That's why he completely reestablished, the, or that's why he reformed the the leadership hierarchy, right? Because he didn't want those the what what, what did he call them? There was so, I forgot the the nomenclatures for all the different because you had storm, uh-huh. you had. I'm trying to remember too. There's I'll look right? it up. There was talking. a weird nomenclature. But anyways, so I I assume like that's. That's what he's trying to avoid, but I still think he's gonna he's gonna end up with that. He's gonna end up with rebellion. Strikes internal clouds and storms form a tempest, which is overseen by a tempest runner. Tempest runners. Yeah, so he had he had like four or five tempest runners. Something like that. I think it was four. Something four? Like but I will have to say the more that I read George Mann books, the more I fall in love with George Mann's writing. Style. I like he he yeah. I every every George Mann Star Wars, High Republic Star Wars book that we've read, I've loved. I like Charles Soule too. They're they're probably my favorite um, of the group. Uh, but yeah, what the interesting thing about the Stormwall to me too is it seems to take the energy from an attack, and that's how it uses. That's how it grows. So the more you go after it, it seems the more it can get bigger. Is my assumption? Yeah, it's. It's not sentient. No, no, no. It's just harnessing it's energy it and just, then using yeah. it to grow. Right. That's why That's why it was able to expand once they did their blockade run. Mm-hmm. When they were like beating the shit out of it. And then they're like, we did it. We did it. And then boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was so intense. That was, I was, that was like a minor victory. Like, yay, they did it. And then it was like, no, they're all going to die. Yeah. And then the, the other big thing from this book for me is, um, you know, the Jedi trapped on the other side of the storm wall is a great story. We got so good. Uh, um, Bell is out there. Uh, Briaga's out there. And Avar and Elzar. Oh, boy, that is that is that is like a meteor 
shooting towards someone falling towards the dark side. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, I don't yeah. know which one it's going to be, but one of them, somebody's going to die and somebody's going to lose uh -huh. their mind. And uh, that's going to be a whole thing. And it wouldn't shock me if that happens in the next few books. Yeah. I mean, like, how many more books do we have? I think till in this. Uh, how many? In this more? phase, because this will be the final phase, right? Phase three is it? Yeah, Disney wants them to move this to like so. We'll other finish. Media. We'll finish with we'll finish with High Republic books, and then we'll go into Acolyte, and then after Acolyte, they're already doing they're already doing the Young Jedi show on Disney Plus, and that has been very successful, in my opinion. I think they've done very very well. Whenever I go to Galaxy's Edge, I'm always seeing people wearing like nub backpacks or like they have like like the little the little uh, lightsaber training droid pin. <laughs> Um, from high from yeah so i mean it's just all like it's just it works it it is a great entry point for kids to get into star wars and so kyler's been loving that i think it has been a success um in my opinion so hopefully we get to see more of that on disney plus i would love to see more like i know we have rebels and i know we have clone wars uh well clone wars are up but i know we had rebels and and we've got all that stuff but i would love to see more like star wars animated stuff in the high republic um <clears throat> Spring 2025, A Valiant Vow is the final book of the Phase 3. Oh, shit. We still have some time. So we read Eye of Darkness. Now, I don't know which of these are like teen and stuff, so take it with a grain of salt. Oh, But true. we have Escape yep. from Valo, Defy the Storm, Temptation of the Force, Trials of the Jedi, Into the Light, Beware the Nameless, and A Valiant Vow. So that's where we're at. Okay. Um, a Valiant Vow. Ooh. That's, that's the end. So that's that sounds like that's going to be really interesting. I want to know what the vow is that. Yeah, that uh, that that I don't know. Could be dark. Man. Could be dark, Tim. It could, well, th that's my assumption is that the valiant vow is going to be like uh, it's going to be a promise. It's not good. It's going to be a promise that is made. It, oh, man, it's it, it feels like a lover's promise like that. Like that is a valiant vow makes me feel like it's a lover's promise and something bad happens at the end. Ooh, I like mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Excited. Very excited. Very excited. Right. Well, we're going to move on. We're going to take a quick break and then Tim is going to watch the Bad Batch season three trailer for the first time. But uh, see you on the other side of this break. We're back. All right, Tim. Hit play. All right. Bad Batch season three. Play. Three. Two, one. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Oh. oh, this is sick. Oh, boy. Oh, Wanda's here. He's back. <laughs> Wanda shows He's up. Back. That's sick. Rex. Ah. Oh. Tick. Tick. Poor Tick. Oh, Mega. Oh. <gasps> oh, that was Crosshair. Uh -huh. Dr. Hemlock. How long is long? I think it's been like a year or two. Ooh, the Emperor. Ooh, he looks so good. I love how they've improved on his character model. What was that? We don't know yet. Could be a phase zero dark trooper. That looked like, a, like an assassin 
like an assassin trooper of some sort. That was cool. <gasps> oh, more commandos. Ah, Cad Bane. <laughs> Raka. He missed. There's going to be so many filler episodes. God damn it. He missed it. the thing. It's so hard to catch. There's one thing that I think they didn't mean to leave in the trailer. Oh, that was Ventress. Oh, that's the actress. That's the actual voice that's actor. Her. Oh, she looks so badass. Oh, my God. So I have to scrub to find so, it. But there's a quick okay, shot. So yeah, that's going to change your entire feeling on the... I, I got to find it. Hunter is talking, and over his left shoulder is Crosshair with his helmet on. Like they're going on a mission. Well, that doesn't surprise me. They break him out. Okay, so so it's the scene where Omega walks past Crosshair, and they're in the in the 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 holdings or the jail or wherever mm -hmm. they are. Um, I'm, my assumption is is that they break them both out. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like that, that honestly does not surprise me at all. We cross crosshair's already turned back to being a good or, guy. That happened in the last season. They can't get her out and they get crosshair out the first time and she gets stuck behind again. That would be, I mean, like, but we, we know that there is going to be a rescue attempt. I think that would actually be sick. You leave Omega, you take crosshair, he's redeemed. Everybody has this whole like wrecker, like throws him up against a wall. He's pissed off. They had this like big come to Jesus moment and they all hug it out and they're like, how do we get our sister mm -hmm. back? Yeah. Also, this whatever that is, that dark, that 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 assassin looking trooper, whatever that is, love Even it. Even I, I, Alex oh. said that he thinks it's it could be a phase zero death trooper. Well, we've constantly been saying that this feels like the start of the death trooper program. Yes. Constantly, we have been talking about this for years now, Kevin, is that this is going to be, we are finally going to understand, because the Death Troopers, they just show up. Death Troopers were not a thing until very recently with Rogue One. Rogue One is when Death Troopers were, were introduced. Do you think Dave would break our hearts and make Omega the first Death Trooper? <laughs> No, I don't think they would do it. I don't think they would do a female death trooper. That would we've never had a female death trooper that we know of. Um, that would be very interesting. Uh, I still think Omega is uh, Omega is important to Boba Fett's story. Omega, Omega, and Boba Fett because he's Alpha. He is Alpha. She's Omega. Mm -hmm. So we need to we need to know what happens with the beginning and the end. We need to, we so we we know that he started that part. She finishes it, but how? But we know that Boba Fett's still going on. Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett's still alive, and things are good. So what happens to what happens to her? That's going to be the most important thing. And we've been constantly asking about that for seasons now. Like in the first season, she's so different from the, the Omega that we get in the second season. I want the first season, the one that seems to be like force sensitive. The one that has like this gut feeling that something bad's gonna happen. I wanna know more about that. So here is the release schedule. And th again, this could inform us on what's gonna happen. Uh, I'm also going back to try to find that scene while you're doing that. Uh, release. Everything about this, like, I know that they highlighted all of the important episodes. I'm very curious to see. How oh, oh, that was what's her face? That was Boba Fett's. 
uh, uh, that was Mulan. Oh, crap. What's her name? Oh, I know the actress is Ming Nguyen. It's, um, yeah, it's Ming Nguyen's character. I can't think of what her name is, but she shows up in one of the scenes. I just, I just saw it. Oh my God. It's going to bother me. I have to look it up. And that's Lama So, right? Lama, Lama So is in there. Yeah. Um, oh my God. What is her name? People are listening or yelling right now. Like Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. It's so hard to remember everybody's name. It names. really is. Tim and I have a lot going on. That's my excuse. All right, so here's how it lays out. February 21st, we get the first three episodes, which I think they did this last season too. Man, you don't even see you don't even see Crosshair. You see his gun. Oh, in the over no, you, there's one shot you can see him his helmet over. He's talking he's talking to Wrecker and on his right is is Crosshair's sniper rifle in that backpack. You can see the the backpack sticking out in the frame. And that's about there's, it. There's there's one Alex pointed it out. That's the only reason I, I was able to catch it was because it's over. His, I got to go back and watch his again. left shoulder. I, I went I went to about one minute and 40 and like you could see a sniper rifle. But that's cool. I love that the whole gang is going to get back together, which makes sense for for season three for the finale. Like they set they set Crosshair up as a really cool bad guy. And then it kind of fell apart um, because Pershing sh- because uh, uh, Dr. Pershing shows up. Dr. Pershing, I think, is a better bad guy. So overall. It's it's a three three episode release on February twenty first. They did this last year too with season two, and it worked. What did you notice? Did you notice the the shot of the fire in front of Jabba's palace? Yes. What is that about? Could be your Boba Fett connection that you keep. I could it could I could be. I don't know. That's really interesting. I'm just like I'm trying to like go through yeah, and like now that through. I've gotten over the the hype. There's a lot going on. I didn't realize how much is really packed into. There's there's always a reason for why they put uh, for the most part. I think there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors to try to get people to think one thing and then hit them with something else. But like there's a scene where you are in the medical facility and it's a top down shot of all these droids working on these tables. And then like there's these two tables next to each other. What is that about? I'm I'm very intrigued. I want to know what Dr. Pershing is doing because this is his lab. This is the cloning lab that we go to that everyone thinks that Luke's hand is is Hank goes to. That same cloning facility from from EU, we're there. That the 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 very uh, uh, Mount Tantus, uh, luscious, yeah, we're there. That's where this is. So I'm very intrigued. This is where all the cloning is. In theory, this is the Imperial cloning facility, right? I would assume so. That's what Mount Tantus. In theory, is to be. that's where we are. In Mount theory, Tantus. that's where Lama Sue is. That's where Dr. Pershing is. This is where they go after destroying all the Kaminoan technology. During- they ripped everything from, from Kamino that they could. They put it on those Super Star Destroyers. They fly off and they blow the planet up or they blow up the facilities. And they During leave. the early days of the Imperial Era, the Galactic Empire relocated its cloning program from the extravagant planet Kamino to the Wayland facility on Mount Tantus, establishing it as the headquarters for the secret advanced science division. I don't even read this stuff, dude. I just pulled it out of my butt. Let's go. Medical personnel, including the kidnapped Nala, say were brought to Mount Tantus for the cloning effort. The mountain included several facilities for the cloning program, including holding cells for say and rogue clones and an underground yes, containment Kevin. zone for cloned Zillow beasts. Mount Tantus and its facilities yes. were heavily guarded by the clone commandos and Imperial Royal Guards. Yes. That means we are going to get tie-ins to Mando. We are going to get tie-ins to uh, episode nine, we're going to learn so much about cloning. In, oh, I'm so excited. In 
Legends, Mount Tantus was a mountain on the planet Wayland that housed one of Emperor Palpatine's secret storehouses. It was considered a forbidden place by both uh, the locals, I don't know their names. It came to house Grand Admiral Thrawn's secret cloning program during Thrawn's campaign. <laughs> this is going to be so good! I'm so excited! He's jumping for the listeners, just so you know. Oh my god! He's jumping, literally jumping. But this is just perfect. Bad Batch is literally the folk. It, it, it's it's the full it's the fulcrum. It is it is it is everything. So, episodes one, two, and three come out together. They did this last season. Episode four and five on their own. Then we get to episode six and seven. They come out together. So that's probably an important week too. Eight and nine on their own filler. Fillers. Ten and eleven come out together. Not fillers. 12, 13, 14 come out on their own. The series finale is 15. Here's my guess. 15 is going to be the most important episode, obviously, because it's the series finale. But also, normally, Bad Batch seasons are 16, or the last one was 16 episodes long. This leads me to believe they 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 decided to make it one long episode and then call it a day. It's going to be a movie. Well... It'll be it'll be an hour. I guarantee you it'll be a, it'll be like an hour. It'll be like an hour and fifteen minute run. Remember the last four episodes of Clone Wars were like forty five minutes each. Forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. It, that was its own movie. And, and Dave even remember Dave did the different um, opening sequence for those four episodes too. Right. 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 Yeah. Because they just they handled those episodes so differently. They they felt a lot more cinematic than because they weren't filler episodes. You have to remember too. They were very critical episodes. This season of Bad Batch is important because. This is the end of the clone saga. Yes, we will see clones in future content. They're not going away. But the saga of the clones and their relationship to the Republic and the Empire ends with Bad Batch. It's over. Well, this is this will also be Dave's love letter to all the Clone Wars fans. Yes, this is it. This is the end. Like, they're, they're, this, is, this is it. So, I mean, like, if you started watching the Clone Wars, the, 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 the new, not the original Japanese-style comic, what do what they call it? It's not Kamigawa. What is that? Tartakovsky. Was the guy that made Tartakovsky's it. Clone Wars? Um, so the, the day full, the Filoni verse Clone Wars, this will be it. This is this is the this is tying it on a bow, tying it with a bow and sending it off, and we're all mm-hmm. done. So I assume this will be a very emotional, very impactful season for a lot of Star Wars fans. Yep, that grew up with Clone Wars. Yeah, I think you know <clears throat> my son who's. Loved Clone War. I think that might be his favorite piece of content because, you know, different generations of Star Wars like different things. Sure. So this is going to be a, a huge period at the end of the sentence for him. So, I mean, he cried at the end of Clone Wars, so I can't imagine what's going to happen in this. Um, he hasn't gotten, we're still watching season two. He hasn't gotten to text death yet, so I have a feeling that will mess him up too. Childhood trauma, I, right? Um, Yay! <laughs> yeah, that one's okay, though. He'll get over it. Tick! <laughs> <laughs> take. take oh no take oh no oh no um and I can't, now that we've watched so much bluey that's just all i'm gonna think of <laughs> it's just gonna, i'm just gonna think of bluey <laughs> have you seen like uh, just complete tangential to all of this have you seen that that guy who plays um uh bandit no should i look it up okay so the voice actor who plays bandit he doesn't put on a voice for bandit that is his voice he is also a um, a very small uh, music artist. David McCormick. He does covers. He does covers, and him singing Taylor Swift is hilarious because all you hear is Bandit. You just hear Bandit singing Taylor Swift. 
All right, I got to see. It is the funniest thing in the world. Oh, God. And now, and now, after watching so much Bluey in our house, I feel like when I turn on the Bad Batch, I'm just going to see Bluey characters running around. <laughs> Bluey has ruined all Australian accents for me. Tick. Tick. We have some Aussie fans because when we were talking about um, uh, what's the game that never hunters, they were all like, uh, you know, I'm going to say it in their voice. They're going to make fun of me and I'm going to make fun of them. But there was, uh, you know, like, hey, I've already played the game there, mate. I've I've played it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, uh, so I know they're going to hear this and and be like, yeah, you stupid Americans and you're bluey. And so it it is what it is. Uh, But yeah, tick, tick. Maybe David McCormick will do a guest spot. Disney. Who knows? Maybe he'll be a character in just to really bring your immersion. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so good. Yeah, he doesn't change his voice at all. I think that's the fun. That's the funniest part to me is that it's just bandit. Now I now I have to hear this. I I have a tab open for when we're done with this. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else from the trailer that stands out? I mean, I have a feeling Man, this is going to be like I'm going to have to watch this a few more times. This is um, I love I love the commandos. I love seeing more and more commandos. I think um, Omega's clone, the the older version of Omega that we run into at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. A part of me really wants her to be critical. But unfortunately, I think she's going to show up just like once or twice and then she's going to be done. Also, I think she's going to be very critical for a certain episode, for a certain brief moment in time where Omega needs her. Because there's a scene where she's carrying the chessboard mm-hmm. and the lasers come down and scan her. I'm assuming she's going and visiting with her. Go to 57 seconds and tell me, is that Ian McDermott or is that, um, uh, what's his face? Our buddy who worked with us on the charity marathon. Who does all the Star Wars voices? Star Killer. Uh, <laughs> Sam Whitmer? Yes. Is that well Sam normally <laughs> Sam normally does Palpatine. I know you meant. He does, yeah. Um they've had a couple of Palpatines. Tim Curry was Palpatine. I didn't like, in his, Clone I didn't Wars. like his Palpatine. I did not and like I love Tim, Tim Curry. Curry Palpatine. Ah, the dark side. Ah. But listen, you know, just, listen at fifty seven. Is that I'm li- I'm listening. Is that Ian McDermott? I'm listening. Yes. That is Ian That's a that, big that is, deal that act- they're bringing him back to do so, this. But they've done that a few times. He has gotten to do... They've, they've flipped around too many times at Palpatine in the animated series. They've had too many voice actors, um, in my opinion. But yeah, that is that is Ian. That is not... I'm listening again. It's, it's, it's such a brief it's moment. So just the tone of the yeah. voice so so when you hear when you hear him whisper that is that's the emperor that is not sam that's a bit that that says a lot to me that they brought him back to do this that's a big yeah, deal because he's got that he's he's got that really like low gravelly voice like when he's talking mm-hmm. like this you know like i i that is that's him one i will i would i would i'm not a betting person and i would throw a thousand dollars and say that was him Secure the or Sam has got or that. Sam has gotten really good with his emperor. I'm sorry, I paused on the trooper. That looks like a death trooper to me. That looks like an early the helmet, everything. It even has the the glow on the helmet. It's not green quite. We mm. yeah, or or that is Crosshair's new outfit. But why would he be leading a battalion of stormtroopers again? I don't think they trust him anymore. 
No, I don't think so either. No, because he was captured, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be crosshair. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the other. Was there anyone left in his original battalion that he was leading? What if they those commandos? Did they all die? I think they all died. No, no, because remember, is one still is one of the the, few, the, the annoying little f- pricks? Is I he think still a alive? Few of the them are one? because they're the ones who turned him in. Yeah, so then that could totally be one of the. Wasn't there like a really just like prickish blonde haired guy that was still alive that I just I just did not like? That could be him. Or it could be the first necrotic death trooper. It could be. It could. It really could be. Uh, like they finally got it right. I don't know, but that definitely. It, the more I look at it, it. I mean, it looks. It looks a little too nimble. You know how stormtroopers have like just like the the death troopers have like just like a clunky kind of like they're big, right? They're 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 just they're big. Mm-hmm. Um, this this does it looks very sleek and nimble, almost like a female character. That's why I'm kind of like I'm torn because the body shape doesn't look it. It looks a little more. Petite. What if Omega's friend, the other Omega? God, you really want you really want Omega to be a death trooper? Well, no, don't her you? friend, the one that tells her who she is at the end of season two. Yeah, the Omega, oh, the other Omega, Omega V, Omega V one sister, yeah. whatever she calls herself. That would be sick. That would be what wild. She's but she's a scientist. She's not. She's not a. Com- she's not a combatant. She's. Fair. She's a scientist. She does research. She wouldn't know how to hold a blaster. I don't know. Well, here, here's how it's gonna go. February twenty first, it kicks off. Uh, Tim and I, obviously, the first up, first week we'll be covering it will be super important. And then Tim will go through his... What day is the 21st? Uh, I believe they're all on Wednesdays now. Let's see. Yep. All Wednesdays, buddy. Cool. God, this runs till I May. To, I w- God, I won't, I won't be here for the following week, though. It'll probably be filler anyway. Good. <laughs> I will be out of the country. <laughs> oh, where are you going? I can't tell you. Can you tell me, just Unscri- not them? I, yeah, I can't tell them. I can tell oh, you. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, maybe I'll have a guest on to cover that one for me. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'll see if anyone see if anyone's around to uh, Star Wars it up with me. Ooh, you know who I could get? Probably I could ask Mike if he'll watch them, and then Mike could do it with me. That'd be fun. I don't know. Mike was a. I don't know. Mike did Star Wars. Mike is on season five of Clone Wars and won't stop texting me about how much he loves it because he finally he was so bored in the beginning. And I was like, dude, just stick it out. I know it feels like a kid show right now, but I promise you it'll be worth the run. Did you give him the list of all of the fillers he didn't need to I watch? I did give him the the like the watch list. I don't think he's following it though because he wants he's ah, watching it with his son. That's where. Oh, okay. If you're watching with a kiddo, the filler episodes are fine because they're fine. Yeah, so. But if you're watching by yourself as an adult, don't watch them. They're so boring. So I'll see if I can get him caught Especially up. Especially the Jar Jar Binks episodes. Oh, my God. Me, Jar Jar Binks. I could also, we ah. can also see if Ben wants to, if Ben's watched Bad Batch, we could have. Ben, anytime there's a Star Wars show on, we will get a late at night text message of, oh, my gosh, that was great. You know who, uh, you know who said they want to come on soon? Trevor. Oh, I didn't know Trevor was in a, you know who's really into Star Wars? Paul. Oh, we gotta have Paul on. Paul. So I already I have a I have a short list of of content creator buddies that are Star Wars fans. Paul, gotta have him on. And gotta have her on. Rex. Gotta have him on. Um, uh, I found out I found out that uh, um, Electra is also a uh, a huge Star Wars fan. So I got I got a, I got a short list of people that are uh, a huge Star Wars fans that I think we should we should have on the show at some Let's point. Let's do it. Let's do the next few weeks leading up to to. The Bad Batch premiere. Love Let me it. know. 
we'll make it happen. Yep. Just like we did with Ello. Because okay. Ello brought Ello brought to the table probably one of the most interesting conversations we've ever had on the show. Yeah. So all right. Well, I'll, okay. Let's do it. I'll reach out to some people. Let's yeah. do it. Love it. All right. Well, cool. Tim and I are gonna get out of here for the day. Make sure you head over to Tim's stream, youtube.com slash darkness four two nine or twitch.tv slash darkness four two nine. He's also on TikTok. Uh, and Darkest429 everywhere on the internet. If you want to watch me, it's KMagic101 on YouTube, KMagic101 on Twitch, KMagic101 on TikTok, and I'm KMagic101 everywhere except Twitter, where I'm Kevin X Vision. We are Star Wars and Scotch. Star Wars Scotch or Star Wars and Scotch everywhere on the internet. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, and we will be covering Bad Batch starting February 21st. But it sounds like we're going to have some friends to talk to about Star Wars. So we'll be hitting some interesting topics. Uh, and uh, I have a list of comics for Tim if we hit a dead week. So we can always cover that uh, and read some comics as well. But um, I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, all of your wildest Star Wars fantasies, wink, wink, come true. <laughs> I don't want to know about your Star Wars fantasies, okay? I, was, all right, what you I get the, um, the TikTok of the girl who's like my husband and says can you dress up like a sexy star wars character and she did chewbacca but she cut it off like short shorts here oh my so god it was chewbacca in up top and then sexy legs yeah and heels. <laughs> i was like i kind of want that uh, tattooed on me but that's a whole other conversation uh, I, what i really i always love the uh guys only like one sound <laughs> and it's always like a, a lightsaber igniting or something <laughs> or like the screaming of a tie fighter i'm like yes that is did you that would get me did going. you see the one where the she goes guys only want one thing and it's a guy literally uh he's an aerospace engineer explaining why the eagles couldn't take uh them to mordor <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. Love that guy. Anyway, yeah, that's a good have one. a great week, uh, and we will see you next week for more Star Wars and Scotch. But, Tim? Uh, may the force be with you. Always.